What's up, you beautiful fucking humans? This is Posh Gibson, the renegade social worker, with another episode, episode number Trace, of the How to Be podcast with Posh Gibson. And today we are going to talk about how to be change. First of all, what is change? Well, I guess it's the opposite of stagnation. It's the opposite of being unmoving, staying in the same place. Uh, what, yeah, what is change? What is change? You know, it's fundamentally, it's shifting. It's moving to a different place, to a different existence than we were before. Or that whether it's talking about being change or changing was there before. And so to start out this discussion about how to be change, I'm going to refer to a book that I've been reading that's a wonderful book that's actually taken me a while to get into these books, but now I'm hooked and I can't read to read all of Octavia Butler's books. But I've been reading for the past month uh, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler, which is the first book in a two-part series, a duology, if you will. And to, to give some context, the character in the book, the, the main character, Lauren, it's, it's done through journal entries, essentially. Um, she creates her own religion, quote-unquote, called Earthseed. And throughout the book, uh, she puts different verses from this this uh, religion that she has begun putting together based on her own intuition, based on her heart, based on pieces from other philosophies and religion that she's um, internalized and processed and learned from. But the from the first chapter of the book starts off with the following excerpt from Earthseed, the books of the living, of the living. All that you touch, you change. All that you change, changes you. The only lasting truth is change. God is change. And that's actually a quote that I just always refer to now. God is change. Because it's so poignant about existence that God is change. Uh, because if you look at it in the, the idea that the only constant in life is change then you can make a case that that constant is God. And I'm using the, the term God loosely, not some dude with a beard in the sky, everyone. But God meaning all-encompassing and universal love, God being the source, God being the most high, however you conceptualize it, uh, visualize it, contextualize it, frankly, it doesn't really matter. But the idea that whatever the all-encompassing, all-pervading energy force that we are all made of, that we are all uh, connected to and a part of and interfused and interconnected with, that is change, right? It's not stagnation. Because if you look at the history of anything that we've experienced, just even just as human beings, it has come around change the planet, animals, evolution, our consciousness, it's all been around change. 
So it's important that we understand and adapt and are flexible to and accept change and accept transition and accept the newness and the rawness and the uncomfortable and the, and the discomfort that comes with change and comes from the experience that is brought up and dredged up through change. And that passage I just read, which I'll just read it again because it was short and, you know, it's worth reading again. All that you touch, you change. All that you change changes you. The only lasting truth is change. God is change. That reminds me of the quote that you never step foot in the same river twice because, how does it go? You never step foot in the same river twice because whenever you step in the river, the rivers change and also you have changed. So if you step in the, in the river on Sunday, tomorrow, at least, you know, when I'm recording this, right? If I step in the river tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., that's Sunday morning at 9 a.m., Chris and river, right? But if I step in that same river, quote unquote, same river, if I go to the place where that same river was, let's put it like that. That's 9 a.m. Monday, Chris stepping into 9 a.m. Monday River. And Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, next year, five years from now, six months from now. Same sort of concept that it's always changing. It's not the same river. It looks the same. It's flowing very similarly. But there has been change. Even if we can't see the change, things have changed. Same thing with us. Even on the surface of someone maybe who even knows as well. Um may seem that we seem the same, but internally there could be all sorts of changes going on, all sorts of conflicts, all sorts of realizations, all sorts of epiphanies that are going on in our own internal experience um, that may not show outwardly. And that's the, that's a, one of the important lessons of life is that just embracing the change. And I put it recently, in, in this way, that, okay, if change is inevitable, then we generally have three options when we are dealing with and coming to terms with change. The first option, we've already foreseen that change is going to come in a specific way in our life, right? We've already seen the writing on the wall. Uh, we've listened to our intuition and we're, we're cued in and keyed in to the potential change that will happen in the quote-unquote future. So, since we've already seen uh, the way the way the wave will break in our lives in the in the next month or next five years or two years or any amount of time, we we get prepared, we get organized for that potential. Doesn't I mean it's it's definitely going to happen, but we're ready if it does happen, and if we're really again, aligned with listening to ourselves and listening to our own hearts and our own higher self, when it does break, because again, we've been listening, so we, we get the clues. When it does break, we're, we're ready. We're ready with our surfboard right there, and we just we just hop on and we start riding the wave. Now, so that's, that's the highest ideal with dealing with change. So I say, rarely are we, are we that aligned 
<laughs> with ourselves where we are on it like that. At least not, you know, until we get to a certain point where we've had enough times where we missed the wave that we're like, oh, okay, this this again. All right, let me let me get prepared. Okay, so the second level, so to speak, is when the wave you you feel the wave begin to break away a certain way, right? It's maybe it's been going to the east, and you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel it turn back and go southwest. Okay. And that's when you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not going to hold on to the fact that I was going east for 35 years. I understand that the wave is changing course, it's changing direction, so I'm going to adapt and be flexible and, and go with it in this direction, even if it's uncomfortable and new and all that fun stuff. So that's that's two. Not as great a foresight of how the wave's going to break, but still, you're on it, you don't resist it. You ride the wave when it when you feel it beginning to break. Now the third level, which probably, <laughs> I mean, we we grow regardless of what we do, but this is definitely the hard lesson way of growing, is not only the wave has already begun breaking, right? We know it's going southwest now. We know it's going a different direction than it's been before. But through our ego, through our pride, through our just thick-headedness, <laughs> we cling to going the direction we've always been going to it. We may cling to that direction because it's comfortable. We may cling to that direction because it's all we know, which I guess that's the same in being comfortable. We may cling to that direction because we're afraid of the unknown, which again goes back to comfort. We just cling to what we've always done, the way the wave has always gone. That wave's been going east for 35 years. Like, oh, like, whatever. I, I want to stick with this wave going this way. But the thing is here, people, folks, humans, the wave is much more powerful than us. So we can fight the wave and keep attempting to go the direction we've always been but fortunately in the sense overall and growth but unfortunately in terms of the present moment that wave will just pull us kicking and screaming the direction it's going and that's not the most fun way of dealing with change because no one wants to be pulled kicking and screaming to do anything even at the end of the day, there's a lot of benefits out of it. That's still very unpleasant <laughs> to be pulled. Like, just imagine just being pulled by the undertow of the ocean. Just like, just like a rag doll. That's no fun. Same thing with change. So ideally, we want to get ahead of it, or we want to just go with it when we start to feel it. And that is not easy. To give a personal example of all this shit, for me, um, something that I'm doing next month is I'm going to Colorado for a few months. And this has been building up probably overall, it's 2020, probably this feeling about what I'm about to embark on has been slowly building up for about 10 years of my life, but definitely more recently in the past two years um, but different 
different times I've done different aspects of about what I'm going to do, which is, you know, do seasonal jobs, travel, and, you know, just really just do my own thing. Like, I feel my heart is calling me to do and not being like, I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't do it like this. I can't do it like that. And that's all related to change. It's all related to limiting, letting go of limiting beliefs because I, I feel that sometimes that can be a, a hindrance with us adapting to change and transitioning, I guess, open-hearted to change because the kicking and screaming, that's more of a close-hearted uh, transition because it's like, we don't want to do it. We're like, we're shutting it out. No, we're, we don't want to go this way. And that's just a very close-hearted approach. But the open-hearted is like, oh, wow, the wave's going to go this way in a few years? Oh, well, I better get, I better get ready. I better, I better learn some new stuff. I better develop my skills in this area. And that's a very open-hearted approach because you're embracing it. You're taking it in. You're opening up your heart to the uncomfortable, to the discomfort that may or may not come with this change. And... The more we're able to do that, the more we're able to move just seamlessly in challenging situations because that that resistance, that hesitation to make those leaps in our lives because it's something new, it's something we haven't done before, we begin to wear them down little by little. And we begin to wear them down. And before you know it, someone can come up to you and be like, Hey, you want to go white white water rafting with me? And you may have never been white water rafting, but you're like, well, let me check my calendar. Okay, yeah, let's do it. And it's like not even it's not even an issue because you're willing to embrace the adventure. Adventure, you're willing to embrace the change and not just keep your heart closed and and hold back and be like, no, fill in the blank. When this happens, or when I do this, or it's not time, or this, you know, it doesn't fucking really even matter what the what the excuse is at the end of the day, because it's all fucking excuses. It's all reasons to close your heart off to the process of change, which is fundamental in the universe, right? Expansion, right? The previous episode, I was talking a lot about expanding. Expanding is change. Change is expanding, right? It's not staying in the same stagnant state. It's not saying in a constricted state. Now, you could change in a way where you're not expanding, where you're going the other way. You're closing your heart. You're constricting yourself. You're constricting your consciousness. You can't do that. That's changing. But that's not the change that is going to lead to your your highest uh, realization of your incarnation, I suppose you could say. So we need to be expanding past our borders of comfort you know like the idea that life begins outside your comfort zone is fucking the pride one of the simplest wisest fucking phrases that just everyone should understand fundamentally in their life that they should have a theoretical understanding of like why that makes sense and why that's such wise sage advice but also they should have a practical understanding because they are going out of their comfort zone Right, whatever that is. And it's gonna vary from person to person. You know, some people like you say, like, oh, let's go whitewater rafting, that's within their comfort zone. But if you say, Hey, let's go skydiving, 
good. Oh, oh, hey, ooh. Oh, settle down there. Skydiving. I mean, I'll do some rafting, but we're jumping on planes here. Um, there's nothing to do with, like, the relative danger or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure white water rafting, which apparently is the theme of this podcast episode, <laughs> brought to you by white water rafting. It's, it's watery. <laughs> but keep in mind, by the way, uh, when I go to Colorado, that is actually a huge bucket list thing because fucking that's that. I want to say it's well, no, it terrifies me. It terrifies me because I I to go on a quick tangent, like I I don't like using the idea of fear for things that don't involve potentially dying. That's usually how I. I, I mean, listen, we can have feelings of fear for so many different things, but I try to call it something else than fear, right? Why water rafting actually instills fear in me? Because there's a potential some shit could fucking happen. It's not like, oh, I'm afraid of, like, public speaking. Like, what's... You're not going to die from a bad speech. You could die from a bad rafting trip. <laughs> you know? Um... But at the end of the day, I feel that you just need to embrace it. And it's like, listen, that's the way you're going to go out. You know, if you prepare yourself, you listen during the safety thing, and you're on points, and, like, you're you're ready to go. Some shit happens. I, what are you going to do? Right? If you go there all ill-prepared, Ill and you don't listen, and you don't fucking wear your life jacket and a helmet, uh, you're not paddling right, and you fucking forgot all the safety tips... And then something happens, well, that's kind of, that one kind of is on you. You know, you should have been fucking doing a little bit, being a little bit more attentive during the safety briefing. But, um, yeah, life begins outside your comfort zone. And it just really is, is so simple. And, you know, that type of expansion is what change is all about. And even if... Uh, I was going to say, if you don't feel ready, but, okay, even if you don't feel ready, you are ready. How about that? Even if you don't feel ready, you are ready. Now, that doesn't mean if you're like, oh, I don't feel ready for this camping trip, and, like, you literally don't even have any camping supplies, that's legitimate. But if you have all your shit, and you're just feeling, like, the fear or the... The stress, the anxiety, the worry. I mean, there's so many different variations of what it can be um, from going camping for whatever reason. But that's a different thing uh, because it, I think being prepared and being ready are two different things. Because being ready, it's like more of like a, a conscious state of mind. Like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. Right? But being prepared... Is like okay. I've done. I've done my homework. I know what I need to bring. Here's where I'm gonna go. Here's how long I'm gonna go. That sort of thing. You prepared what you're going to do. You prepared for this challenge. You prepared for this change. But being ready is like okay. I've done all that. I've done all my research. But now I can't do it this weekend. I gotta do that other thing. When you don't have to do that other thing. But you're just feeling the hesitation. You're feeling the the close heartedness of the challenging situation that 
you probably said you wanted to do. So it's not like someone's forcing you to change. No one's forcing you to do something. And that's why <laughs> that's why change can sometimes create an extra layer of difficulty because it's really you against yourself. Um, very rarely is, I mean, change really shouldn't be imposed by someone else. I mean, there's certain things like certain natural events that will occur that may force you to do something. Like if a hurricane hits your house and destroys it or something, you got to change something. You have to change in terms of getting a new house or you got to move. That's a change. Or After a hurricane comes to your neighborhood, there's probably going to be some level of change that's going to happen in your life um, that you're going to need to come to grips with. You're going to uh, deal with in your life. You can't just be like, oh, this hurricane hit. I'm just going to keep going the same way I'm going. It's probably not reasonable. Um, I mean, I guess you could if, like, nothing happens. Uh, but you probably will think, like, well, do I want to live here? There's an awful lot of hurricanes over here, and I don't want to keep rebuilding my house. So... Yeah, I mean, there could be external factors that push change, but I feel most of the time, an overwhelming lot of the time, it's internal. We, we feel something calling us. We feel something nudging us or prodding us or whispering to us uh, to like, hey, do this. Hey, start collecting pennies. <laughs> it's very strange change. Strange change. The new Fox sitcom start collecting pennies or here's a, a random personal one i saw someone using these posca paint pens recently a few weeks ago and i'd never seen paint pens before i've never seen posca paint pens before and i was like infatuated i was like what what are these where do you get these from i got all the questions and like the next day i bought some i actually bought some more today and i got these wooden shapes i've wanted to get and i've just been like coloring them and it's just such a random thing that just, I could have seen myself even a year ago just denying myself that I wanted to do that. Being like, nah, you're going to do that now? Like, come on, bro. Like, you got you, you to gotta be doing this. You got to be doing that. You know, I talk myself out of it. Um, but that would be for my own detriment. In this case, you know, I, I listened, I embraced it, and I just... I've really for a while needed something that I could do physically with my hands that I could really get lost in. Um, writing, I love writing, but just something about it because it's like a very intellectually heavy process because you're thinking of words and how to put the words together and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes I always have ideas to write, but I don't always, always want to write them. That's why I love podcasting, because I can just talk. I can just communicate. I don't necessarily have to think about creating sentences and creating, you know, oh, did I put a comma in? Oh, they'll change the whole meaning of sense. Oh, I forgot that fucking comma. You know, that that's very annoying to me and kind of really saps the joy of writing for me. I know it's an important part of the process because you want people to understand clearly the ideas you're communicating. But I, I don't always get lost in writing because of that, because I'm, I'm thinking about the, the, the 
the grammar, the syntax, all that shit too much. Maybe that's just me, uh, but I feel like that's that's something that just as a writer you have to you have to deal with. That it's a very intellectually heavy process um, to communicate effectively with writing. Uh, so so you know I really have wanted something to do with my hands, creating something, building something. Um, that I could get lost in, and you know, I've I've messed around painting, but it's not really my thing. Um, I don't really feel. I mean, I enjoy times when I've done it, but I don't feel like it's it's the thing I want to be doing to the extent of the thing I'm doing now with these wooden shapes and these wooden shapes and these paint pens. Uh, but yeah, long story short. Um, yeah, when I do, I just feel so lost in it and just feel so good that I can just sit down and do this and I'm very thorough and just like, it's, it just, it feels so, it feels so great. And, you know, obviously I'm learning how to do this, how to, you know, use these pens and, you know, color on the, on these random shapes that I've gotten and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not, I'm embracing that, that discomfort. And that's sometimes, at least with me, with, with arts and crafts and that sort of thing, I feel many people, um, that's where the discouragement comes in. You know, wh whether it's they see it or not, they discourage themselves because it's it's not amazing immediately. It's not great immediately. Or they don't think it's great and like, oh, like, this sucks. You know, that sort of thing. And they just give up on the thing. Um, and oftentimes it's like you, you have to push through that because that's like the first part of the change, right? So in describing this example, here here's the change, right? Here's the steps. It was like, first I recognized like, hmm, like I'm, I was I was feeling the wave, my wave going that way. Once I saw the paint pens and saw someone using them on wood and like creating a beautiful piece of art. So that was like the first part. I was I saw, I saw the wave, like I was feeling that like, you know, wanting to have, the way break that way you know I'm sort of self-directing right but something about it, like once I once I saw someone doing it, I was like I want to do that uh, in my own way right so that was step one step two obviously getting the supplies right and further committing like yo yeah let's get this wave going this way right yeah let's start surfing this way right so get the supplies start doing the thing and then like the final step of I guess the initial process is just being open to just what happens right and not being like oh come on like this doesn't look good how am I gonna do this or like oh come on like and just the discouragement is is always what gets me with, with so many things um, and this is discouragement for myself first and foremost and there's no one who's telling me discouraging things like that that's not happening it's my own self discouragement uh, from whatever it is there's so many things that I've, I've just discouraged myself from doing. And, you know, that that's generally in the early phases of change, you know, when that happens. Because that's when it's the most raw, when you're most vulnerable, you're most uncomfortable with what's transpiring. And then you start to throw in some negative self-talk about like, ah, blah, 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 really, this, that, blah, blah. And before you know it, you just stop doing the thing. It may not be like, yo, I'm going to stop doing this right now. But it's just, you don't pick it up anymore. And just that's it. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe it goes into a box. Maybe you put it in the closet. You know, to keep using the example of like some creative 
um, art thing or some creative craft. But yeah, it's pushing through that uncomfortable phase that that occurs early on in change. And frankly, if you're really pushing yourself and challenging yourself, there's always going to be uncomfortable phases with things you're doing. If you've done the, like for example, I know many people who are painters and visual artists, and I always see them just experimenting, and and that's part of the change process too. Because I mean, you can be a painter, but you could still be changing, experimenting, and doing new things, and adding new textures, and using different ways to, to utilize paints and put them on the canvas and different things to paint on. There's like unlimited ways you could experiment and expand and embrace change with the medium of paints, let alone any other medium. And, you know, just it always reminds me that you can always make something your own in a very unique way um, when you're aligned with how you feel about what you're doing when you're aligned with just the process of creating and the process of change, you know, it's, it's powerful. And the more you can keep that going and the more you can embrace and accept it and look at it as a gift, like, Oh wow, I have the opportunity to do something new that I've never done before. That's amazing. I have an opportunity to go here where I've never been here before. That's amazing oh, wow, I have this opportunity to meet this wonderful person that I've never met before. That's amazing. But generally, we, we turn it around and we look at it as like, well, I know all these people. I've been to all these places. I do these things. I'm used to them. They're cool. I might as well keep doing them. Sure. <laughs> but then again, you won't be expanding um, and and learning and growing with change in your own life so yeah what's up with that all right let's read another excerpt from parable the seller by octavia butler do, 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 do. okay we do not worship god we perceive and attend god we learn from god with forethought and work we shape god and in the end we yield to god we adapt and endure for we are earth seed and God is change. Boom. Yeah, that's that's a great line because I love the idea of shaping God. Because, I mean, if we're going to really look at it, if we are embracing change and we are accepting change and we are riding change like a surfboard in the ocean, then we are able to shape change. Right? We're able to manifest the change we want. But we have to be up on our board surfing to manifest the change we would like. Because if we're <laughs> being dragged by the undertow because we were working against change, then we're going to have a problem manifesting that change until we get up on our surfboard again and start moving in the right direction. All right, let me read another excerpt. Any change may bear seeds of benefit. Seek them out. Any change may be, bear seeds of hard, harm. Excuse me. Be aware. Or beware. God is infinitely malleable. God is change. So a little cautionary tale from that quote about change. 
and yeah I mean change isn't only good but we have to we have to accept it and embrace it regardless regardless of the outcome we have to be resistant to clinging to results and you know frankly the more foresight we have the more we are able to understand the way the winds are blowing and the way the waves are breaking in our lives in the grand universal vision the more we're able to you know manifest seeds of benefit not seeds of harm yeah I'm I'm of the mindset and belief that anything we miss anything that's occurring in our life that we've manifested from various different sources uh, I don't want to really I mean I feel like it's a better approach that way if you just are under the impression that your thoughts matter your feelings matter your words matter your actions matter in terms of creating your reality and that there's there's <laughs> there's only your hearts and your minds and all all that interconnected that's going to create your reality and yes other people other entities can influence it but at the end of the day you have the greatest influence over your reality and until you <laughs> live up to that potential you're going to keep getting change that harms you or change that is neutral to you not change that benefits you so yeah there's always that everyone okay and yeah God is infinitely malleable so but yeah how to be change it's important I guess if I had to encapsulate this podcast about how to be change I would say oh how do you be change how do you, how to be how do you be change <laughs> how to be change well to be change you have to see change get it no it's a terrible joke seriously though to be change you have to be open-hearted at the end of the day because change requires an open heart you can do change with a closed heart but again that's the kicking and screaming version of change that is not gonna feel great and actually will probably feel so fucking shitty that you will wish that you had understood and embraced the change before it was happening when it was happening not after it was happening all right thank you for listening again this is how to be dot 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 with posh gibson please like and subscribe and leave reviews yes okay if you're listening to this <laughs> if you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google or any podcast please leave a review please leave some stars a comment because that helps uh, spread the podcast so it's recommended you know that's part of the algorithm for podcasts and we'll leave reviews so if you can leave a review that would be greatly appreciated and just spread the word because it's important that we understand how to be fucking change everybody all right peace out PG out.